culture. Pop my culture. Pop my culture. Everyone. Pop my culture. Pop my culture. Pop my culture. Everyone. It's the Pop My Culture Podcast with your hosts, Cole Stratton and Vanessa Ragland. Hey, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. I'm Vanessa Ragland. Our guest today, you know him from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Star Trek Generation, Spin City, and many other things, Alan Ruck is here. Hi. Hey, you guys. Hey. Hi, Alan. Hi. How are you? Um, I'm fine. Oh, I'm good. good. Yeah, Me too. I'm fine. Okay. I'm, I'm well. well, we're done. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> yeah. They're the podcast that gauges the wellness of their guests and then signs off. <laughs> um, guys, I need to start with something really important. Cole, I know usually you lead off with the news. No, it's fine. Cole it. usually kicks things off. Yeah, he likes to be the bossy pants, but guess what? Yeah, but guess what? Not today, Cole. Today. No, no. Snap, snap, Not snap. happening. Sister's here, and she's got something to say. Willow Smith exploding onto the music scene. Okay. Right? <laughs> okay, that did I'm not go over. Like, <laughs> why aren't the boys saying, and, I whip my right. hair back and forth? No? So Willow is uh, Will, Will Smith's, Smith's daughter. daughter. Mm-hmm. And Jada Pinkett. She's yeah. nine years old. Mm-hmm. She has a hit single, Bangin' Body. Just kidding. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> a great music video, a huge career ahead of her. Yeah. And I've been saying for weeks via Facebook and Twitter, if you follow me, Willow Smith is going to be huge. Mark my words. No so one... you were ahead of the curve. Oh, I was so ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah. And then, boom, she's exploding. I'm getting emails every day. You were right, Vanessa. Not, I'll never doubt you again. How it's do you feel? Not great. <laughs> I feel so good today. But, but that's like going like, oh, maybe Secretariat will be good. Like, yeah, yeah. her parents are like, own Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. So she'll, you're sure she'll the- explode no matter what, you know? Now, Secretariat had an oversized heart. Do you think that Willow has an oversized heart? I think heart? she does. I don't know yeah. how long she has. Oh. She's going to be able to run really, really fast. Really fast. Run, <laughs> Willow. Yeah. <laughs> run, baby. I think it's funny that she's Willow and her brother, you know. Well, they did the cross. They yeah. Did, yeah. Are you going to do that? Jada. Have you done that? No, no, <laughs> no, no. My, uh, I, I have three children now. Yeah. I have three children. Way to go, uh, three times. Yeah, I know. It still works. And um, <laughs> Kapow! Bang. And uh, my daughter, Emma, is 22 years old. How about that? That's great. So I have an Emma, and then I have a 16-year-old Sam, uh-huh. Samuel, and now I have a brand-new baby girl, Vesper. <laughs> Which means evening prayer. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course it's Vespers. Is. Vespers, yeah. 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 That's now, a Vespa name. would just be weird because then she would be a little motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, Vespa. Yeah. yeah. I think Vesper's you should have nice. named her Alani. Alani. Anything with accent they goo, I think, is a good name. <laughs> That'd be nice because then you're like, excuse me, are you Alani? No, no, it's Alani. Alan is my father. <laughs> yeah. I'm destined to be a star. Oh, maybe we'll go another way. <laughs> okay. Because I don't own okay. Hollywood. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yet. But I liked, yet. Your, yet. I liked your tiny Catherine Hepburn impression. <laughs> yeah. <of laughs> I'm sure that's what Just the baby sounds like. Time. Hello, daddy. Ah. <laughs> I'm five weeks old. <laughs> and I'm thirsty. I guess that would be scary. Yeah. A new animated series, Tiny Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> tiny Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> tiny Catherine Come on, Cartoon Hepburn. Network. Hey, get on it. Who wants to play golf? <laughs> <laughs> she would like to play golf. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. You, you inhabit this Mini character. golf, because she's Tiny Catherine Hepburn. Because she's tiny. Oh, oh sweet. Now, that's a movie and a half for yeah. a show or whatever. Okay. Take that down. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta write it down. <laughs> 
I see you have oatmeal up there on the shelf. Yeah, just in case. I love people who eat oatmeal. Really? Sure. I eat oatmeal. You're all right with me. Yes. So you like, Wilf- you like Wilfred Brimley then? <laughs> Wilfred, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a guy. Wilfred, he was in The Natural with um, um, Richard Farnsworth. Mm, straight story. And, and I'm crazy. Yes, I'm Great crazy guy. about Richard Farnsworth. Great actor. Crazy yeah. about Great. it? Yeah. yeah. Do you ever see uh, The Gray Fox? No. You should get it. You should okay. get it. Because he, he actually was a stuntman for years and years and years, and then he started acting probably when he was about 55 in a serious way. 55? Yeah, he'd been a stuntman since the 30s. And then um, when he was about 62 years old, he played this bank robber at the turn of the last century, uh, the Gray Fox. Ho, ho. And um, check it out. It's a really good movie. I will. I'm going to put an exclamation about it. And I see it. There's an exclamation yeah. there. <laughs> mm-hmm. In Have green. You ever done in a green stunt? ink. In green ink. It's because that's how I fly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm like Willow. That's what I was just imagining, like Willow writing in green ink, just like me. Yeah. I want to be I'll like a nine-year-old. and stuff. <laughs> She's so cool. You have this like Gosh. weird reverse thing where like kids usually are like, oh, I want to be like this cool young actress. You're more like older and you're like, I want to be like this child. I wish when I could wear little change? pants. When I was a kid, we always wanted to be like grown-ups. I now. think most yeah. people do though. Yeah. Still want to be like grown-ups. But I hope so. I just like little people. I'm a little scared. <laughs> That's what you should be. Little animals, little people, anything little. Little Catherine Hepburn. Hey, let's have a coffee cake. <laughs> They're strawberries, Norman. You just bend over and pick them up. The calla uh, lilies are in bloom again. <laughs> you're, a, you're a big fan of the movie My Favorite Year, right? I am. That's a yeah, fabulous yeah. film. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Um, Did you just get more respect for Cole now? Because he is too. Because he likes it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. Of my favorite. Yeah, the love. Can you feel it? Yeah, I yeah. did. I thought so. It's yeah, like yeah. all Lion King in here now. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's like that Bambi sad moment. Let's not go there. No, right. <laughs> yeah, let's stay away from the sad stay stuff. Here. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, I do love my favorite year. I guess this is the portion of the show where I'm supposed to talk. If you want. So, okay. Um, yeah, great picture. Uh, Peter O'Toole being funny, which is yeah, really you know, good. Always, always good. What a great and playing drunk. Yeah. So, you know, he knows something about that. And There's so many just good, <laughs> good one-liners and practice. quips in that movie, especially I, mean, I think my favorite scene is the party where he's hanging off the balcony and uh, just the two guys at the party goes, uh, I think Alan Swan is beneath us. Of course he's beneath us. He's an actor. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> such a good line. Yeah. And he says, uh, he said, ladies are unwell, gentlemen vomit. Vomit, that's right. <laughs> I like that. It's, it's crazy to think that he never got an actual Oscar. Like, he just got an honorary one. Like, he never won. O'Toole, he's, yeah. he's been nominated how yep. many times? I don't know. Bunches, but... Bunches. Susan yeah. Lucci style. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Susan and Peter. They, they're uh, probably I, friends. They probably hang. Yeah. Yeah. They <laughs> probably do like this. They sit around and they talk about stuff that they like. Yeah. <laughs> they talk about Minnie Catherine Hepburn because Peter O'Toole actually knew her. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, but when she was big, not right. Minnie. He didn't what know a charming, tiny lady. <laughs> I wish I could put on my... Pocket. It's weird to think though that he doesn't have an Oscar, but then then there's some people like say Jennifer Hudson that do, you know, <laughs> like, right. America. Yeah, it's just America, weird baby. to me. Like like, and not I'm not not taking anything away from her performance you in Dreamgirls because <laughs> she was great in Dreamgirls. I don't see her being great in anything else. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think it's going anywhere else. But you know, well, did you see her in Sex in the City too? <laughs> no, no, I missed I, that okay. one. Okay, Oscar. I saw her in Sex in the City one, and that was kind of enough for me. Oh, I just meant one. Oh, what, was, what was the Stallone movie? What was the Stallone movie that just came out with like all the tough guys? Oh, oh Expendables. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right, right, right. So that's like sort of the extreme male fantasy picture, <gasps> and then Sex and the City 
is sort of the extreme female. You know what just happened? What happened? I had a question for you at the end of this that was going to be, what is the male version of Sex in the City? I have it written And I on. stole and your you, thunder. No, I'm so okay. we're on the same page. Okay, and scene. <laughs> now we're really done with the now, podcast. Yeah. No, did, you, did you see The Expendables? Page? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Actually, I'm, I'm sorry. I forgot the name. I, I am sleep-deprived. People, I'm sleep-deprived. New, new baby. baby. Vespers is not sleeping through yeah, the Yeah, she's not. Yet. She's not. But she's cute. But, um, yeah, I did. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really yeah. fun. It's because uh, it's so excessively ridiculous. Yeah, and and they knew it, so it was yeah. kind of tongue in cheek. And, mm. yeah, I like yeah. when they acknowledge that because there's some movies that are just like a lot of action movies nowadays are way, way, way over the top. But they just they don't embrace the tongue in cheekness that they should for how over the top it is. We're yeah. just right. supposed to accept the fact that like, no, it's cool. You can just walk out of that car while it's moving, and you know whatever. Yeah. Um, but I like it when they kind of, yeah, we know we it's stupid, but let's just all have let's fun. Let's do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Let's make the explosions five times bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that movie because I'm a girl. Not that girls yeah, can't s- go, but I didn't go. Yeah. Sorry, guys. But uh, you enjoyed the Sex and the City pictures? Oh, mm, I wouldn't say Say enjoy. That. wouldn't say enjoy. No, I only saw the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then why did you ask me if I saw Jennifer Hudson in Sex and the City too? It's not in there. I messed up, okay? Hey, I'm not perfect. <laughs> I, I only look perfect. Uh, no, I liked one. I think it's just, it's the same thing of just stupid fantasy. Like, yeah. But it is kind of insulting when you're like, I know women are supposed to like this. So now I'm going to have a shot of a huge yeah. club. You know, it's like, right. I went all the, the f- shoes in the world <laughs> and a husband oh, with a large now? penis. <laughs> Go, girl. Snap, snap. No I thanks. saw the first one in the theater with my wife, and we went to like one of the first screenings at the Arclight when it opened. And it was like, I guess it was timed out to be like girls' night out screening yeah. or whatever. We didn't even know this. So we, we got there and we're, you know, it's reserved seating. So we show up. It's all these like groups of four girls doing their like versions. Everybody like, I'm the Samantha. Samantha. <laughs> I'm, you know, whatever. All wearing like drinking cocktails because you could drink cocktails at this one screening. So is it going to become a cult thing like Rocky Horror where, where people oh. go with a midnight screenings of Sex in the City and, and then there'll be like newspapers and squirt <laughs> guns and stuff? Probably, except that the screens will get out like at 3 a.m. Yeah, I was going to say so long. A, a Barry Bostwick story. Oh, yeah, because oh. Spin yeah. City, right? Yeah, and so um, back in the 70s, when I was young, hey. um, I went to New York City on a, a school trip, and we saw plays, went to museums and stuff, and uh, after some show, some night, I was in a, a deli on 8th Avenue, and there's this guy walks in, this really tall guy, and he had like on a surf cat shirt and a shoulder bag, and his hair was kind of wet like he'd just taken a shower, slicked Hello. back, and I knew he was an actor. I knew he was an actor, you know? And I was very excited because he was a professional actor. That's what I wanted to be. And he ordered a roast beef sandwich and chocolate pudding, right? And I went back (laughs) and I told all the other kids, I saw saw a real actor and he ordered roast beef and chocolate pudding, (laughs) right? So then a couple years later, I'm in college and Rocky Horror is already a thing. It's already a cult thing and uh, it's already with newspapers, plain dealer and squirt guns and everything. Right. And, you know, people saying asshole and talking back to the screen, whatever. And – I'd never seen it before, and Barry comes on as Brad, and I say, it's the guy with the chocolate pudding, and people are like, shut the fuck up, you know, you're like, you've got it wrong, it's like, you, he's asshole, not chocolate pudding, he's asshole, <laughs> you know, and so then years later, uh, it's the very first day, it's been sitting, and now we're very, actually, we're great friends, we're, we're, we're sort of best friends, Aww. but uh, yeah, he's, I made great friends on that show for life. Uh, but it's the first day of, of Spin City rehearsal for the pilot, and um, he's, like, desperately putting his breakfast together at craft service, so he's got, like, cheese and eggs and fruit and things, and, and he just wants to sit down, but I'm so excited, I just, I have to tell him <laughs> the story, you know? So I tell him the whole story, and he looks at me and he goes, 
great. And then he just walks away <laughs> and has his breakfast. Yeah. Whoa. And now you're best friends. No, now we're very, very good friends. Oh. Yeah. He did a, a movie for a friend of mine, Gabe Diani, wrote and directed this movie called The Selling, which isn't out yet. I'm actually going to a screen tomorrow night. Um, and I met Barry at the table read for that because he plays a priest in it because it's, it's a horror comedy about the, that guy, a realtor agent who gets a haunted house and he's trying to unload it. Oh, that's good. Um, and Barry plays a priest who comes in and tries to exercise. Oh, that's good. Thing. Yeah, I think it's going to be really funny. Yeah, he's, a, he's an amazing guy. Now, this is like 10 years ago now, but I bet he could still do it. So 10 years ago, Barry's probably like 65 now. I mean, that's no right. big secret, you know. So what? when he was about, yeah, sure. When he mm. was about 55, he could still fully do the splits. No. I mean, he could put his boys on the <gasps> carpet. You know no. what I mean? Wow. Why did be- you see that happen? Because in a, uh, an episode of Spin City, uh, the mayor, I forget what the, the setup to the gag was, but he, he, he said that he used to be a, he was a cheerleader at Yale. <laughs> <laughs> His character, Randall Winston, was a cheerleader at Yale. And so he, like, he did this cheer, and he spun around, and then he put them down on the Whoa. carpet. To and he's huge, you know, so his leg, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the spread was just like this. And then the gag was that he couldn't get up. And so then all the men in the cast <laughs> came in, and we actually picked him up in the splits and carried him off. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That so show he, was fantastic, I by the way. Thanks. Uh, I had a good time doing it. Great pilot, too. Like, a yeah. lot of the times the pilots are just kind of like, well, it's got potential, and then it grows into itself, but just yeah. from the get-go. Yeah. I just remember the thing, the pilot, that the very end was he, he shows up at the gay pride parade. Right. And mm-hmm. a reporter goes up to him and says, oh, so you're here to support gay rights? And he goes, what are you, drunk? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah right. And then the staff roll their eyes and know that they've got to spin They're it. They're screwed, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such, such a good show. Yeah. And just such a good ensemble. Like, so many funny, funny people. I had a great time. Um, Michael Boatman and I had done a show the very first uh, season of the now defunct WB. Mm -hmm. I guess now it's part of the CW, right? But um, the very first year of the WB, we did the show called Muscle, which was um, wicked funny. And it was produced by the guys, uh, Tony Thomas and Paul Younger-Witt, who did Soap years ago. Mm -hmm. Right. And they were thinking about having a similar kind of a show set in a health club. And I played... um, uh, a sort of uh, a chemically dependent psychoanalyst, and uh, we were all members of this health club. And and um, Michael Boltman <laughs> played a Johnny Cochran type lawyer, and our we got put together in that show, right? Because he had this, um, he was defending a serial killer, and he wanted to uh, have he wanted to get him acquitted, but have him declared. Sane. He didn't want to go for the insanity defense because okay. he was like, if I can do it and have him, you know, and have him declared sane, they'll be able to see me from outer space. That's <laughs> his line, you know. And he said, I'll be able to build a wall of money around me so big that it can never touch me, you know. And so I was his um, star witness because I was uh, going to say, oh, that Guy Devore was his name. Guy Devore uh, was um, was indeed sane. So they put us together in that show, and we were dead last in the ratings every week. <laughs> oh! But it was really funny. But like nobody was watching. It was yeah, that it was happened. it was really edgy. Like one little girl at the uh, health club, um, whose mother ran a, um, a whorehouse in Arkansas, <laughs> and um, she would call her mom, and all you would see is this woman's lips, like like uh, uh, extreme close up of, of lips, like this, and a cigarette coming out. And she'd answer the phone, and she'd say. Dale's Cherry Farm, pick them while they're ripe. <laughs> so it was a kind of an edgy show, right. and uh, it did not catch on. It did not catch on. <laughs> so anyway, we were kind of brokenhearted when that um, 
when that ended. And then uh, I auditioned for Spin City in town here for uh, Billy Lawrence and for Gary David Goldberg. And then they said, well, you have to fly to New York to audition for Michael J. Fox. He has, you know, a casting approval. And so I, I went to New York and I auditioned. And then I called my manager from the airport. She said, honey, you got the job. Ah. And she said, and I didn't want to tell you until now, but Boatman has been cast as Carter. Because she nice. didn't want to, like, yeah. jinx it for jinx me. It for yeah. Right, yeah. Right, right. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've been lucky. Yeah. And you had known Matthew Broderick before you guys did Ferris Bueller's, too. We did um, Biloxi Blues together on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've been on Broadway. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. Don't you love being able to say that about yourself? Like, oh, I met him when I was doing it on Broadway. Oh. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, it, I it's good. Never stop it was funny. That. I started I started I started doing plays, you know, in high school and I went to drama school, well, you know, the, the University of Illinois and then mm-hmm. uh, went to college. And I went to Chicago right after school and I was doing everybody was doing plays. It was like uh, like mom and pop theater, nobody made any money, you yeah. know, but everybody right. was doing plays. And then I got little jobs in movies and TV shows that came through town. Um, and so I, I always felt like I was in the theater. And then when I, when I got that job, I was like, oh, now I'm in show business, right? <laughs> you know? I got, right. It got exponentially Whoa, bigger. Yeah. bigger. And all of a sudden there was like pressure and like, where did that come from? I don't like and that. And so that was basically like from small the- shows to Broadway, not like doing the off-Broadway. No, I, I had vowed to myself that I would never, ever move to New York without – a job because mm-hmm. I just didn't want to be another unemployed actor in yeah. New York trying to right. make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was doing plays in Chicago and yeah. you know making a living, so I was like, "Mom, stay here." Yeah. So then I it worked out for me. I got to go to to New York uh, with a gig, with a really good gig. Yeah, what That's a great so show! Awesome. Yeah, it was really fun. fun. You played Carney, right? Was I played Carney. Yeah, uh, a guy uh, who dreamt of being the next Perry Como. Right. <laughs> and uh, he home. sang in it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you sing in your sleep? Oh yeah. She's in your sleep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, yeah, so so Matt, I met Matthew in that in that show, and um, it worked out because um, many times when you're you're casting something and like, oh, this is your girlfriend, this is your best friend, this is your brother, right? And you've never met this person before, and you right. have to sort of make an instant relationship. Um, uh, Matthew and I had been friends for nine months, you know, and. Uh, and in an intense situation, too. Yeah, and yeah. so we, we didn't have to make anything up. We just had that going for us, and so uh, I was lucky. So you're, uh, I heard someplace that you're the, the, the Rooney um, phone call voice was uh, an impression oh, yeah. of, of Gene Sachs. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. How did you know that? Uh, you, just, that's, you just heard it somewhere. The intro the Yeah. yeah. Um, which, that's pretty hilarious. Uh, Gene Sachs uh, is still alive. He's, I think, 90. I wonder if he um, can do the splits. <laughs> <laughs> but he might be able to. Um, Gene's a wonderful guy, uh, but we were, you know, we were young and we were full of shit. And um, uh, we gave him a really hard time because, uh, you know, we were, we were screwing off a lot. And, and um, we were young, but we were old enough to know better. But in, in any event, he would get <laughs> so mad at us. And at the time, he was like 65 years old, and he would get so mad. And this... Uh, this one time after rehearsal, or maybe maybe we were already in previews, uh, he called us all in and he had everybody leave the room except the cast. And he said, um, "I don't like what you're doing." He's he's like, uh, "I don't believe your soldiers in World War II." And then he gets he like went as red as a tomato. and He goes, "I demand the best goddamn performances on the American stage." And then he said, "I didn't realize how mad I was until I started talking." You know, and so Matthew. 
actually is double jointed and he can do this thing where he can gene actually has a, a an extra digit no his the tip of his pointer <laughs> finger on one of his hands is sort of in a locked bent position okay. for whatever reason right and matthew is double jointed so he can actually hold it like that oh he can imitate it <laughs> yeah and so matthew just backstage would just always be walking around going i don't believe i uh, i don't believe you soldiers i don't believe it you know and so um then when we did the movie um john hughes said just do some pick a voice pick a voice for uh, sloan's father and so I just did an imitate. It was me imitating Matthew, imitating um, Gene, Gene Sachs. Sachs. And I just did it as a surprise because I knew that it would crack Roderick up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and also, like, for the other fellows that were in the cast, if, you know, when they saw the movie, they'd be like, ah, that's Gene. <laughs> you know, so that was, uh, that was that. Did yeah. Gene ever realize it? I don't know. Yeah. He's actually, probably listening to this podcast right I now. hope so. <laughs> um, he's a wonderful guy. He's a great director. I, actually, now that, now that I'm um, no longer um, young and full of shit, I'm just sort of <laughs> middle-aged and full of shit, I, I, I have uh, – I'm very – well, I was fond of him at the time, but I was – he put up with a lot of crap from us, you know. Yeah. And, right. Uh, so I'm grateful that he just didn't fire us all on the spot. He probably just heard this podcast and is at home and going, God damn it, Rook. <laughs> you. Rook. He could, he called, he's very sweet. He would call me that strange Ruck boy. Oh. That strange <laughs> Ruck boy from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I liked him. I'm going to do an impression for you, and you're going to tell me who I am. Are okay. you ready? Yeah. It was gum on my seat. <laughs> gum. <laughs> I think that was Sandy Bullock. It was spot on, right? Yeah. I was just like, uh, I sound just like... <laughs> Wow. For a second there, I thought my co-host had been replaced by Sandra Bullock. Yeah, no big deal. I just channeled her. I just wanted to show off for you. You did a good job. Thanks. Sandy, how are you? Are things okay? I don't want to talk about my personal life. Okay. I've got gum on my sleeve. Sandy, do you remember the time that you um, put that pretend dog shit in my trailer? (gasps) Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. I'm Sandra Bullock. I'm a prankster. <laughs> we, we, Did she really Sandy's, prank you? Yeah, yeah. She's a funny girl. Um, uh, you know, she had a big, beautiful trailer because she was a star of the movie, and I had, you know, one of those little cubicles in a honey wagon, wagon right? Yeah. So it's like when you open the door, when you open the door, you're actually, you have to walk up the stairs and open the door and walk back down the stairs to yeah. fully open the door and walk back <laughs> up the stairs to get into the place. So I, I open the door and I step back down to you know get it all the way open. And my eye level was sort of at the floor level. And there is for all the world a pile of dog shit in the middle of the floor <laughs> of my little cubicle. And I was like, what, what the f- <laughs> And I go in and it was two bananas, one that had been left whole and one that was cut in three pieces. And somebody had taken... The trouble to spray paint them and like stick little pieces of like twigs and stones and stuff to give it texture. Wow, (laughs) you know. And I was. Did she do that herself? Apparently so, (gasps) because then I I I was like, what the fuck? And I looked at it, and then I I heard someone laughing, and I snapped my head around, and she's she's nearly wetting herself. (laughs) A lot of fun, you know. So the next day, I mean, I had a, a, a lot of time off in that movie because uh, the director would just have us come in and then we would just kind of wait around all day. And, you know, he just wanted us available if, depending on what he wanted, you know, came up with. 
I had a lot of time on my hands, and so the next day I, bl- I brought in a hot glue gun, <laughs> and, and I glued down everything in her trailer. <gasps> I glued her boots to the floor. I, Whoa! I her, she left her brassiere on a, 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 a doorknob. I, gl- I glued down her tooth, uh, uh, her toothbrush, oh and then I wanted gosh. to do the thing of. Um, Emilio Estevez told me about this thing where you can take saran wrap and stretch it really tight on a commode. Oh, yeah. It really only works with drunk men. It really doesn't (laughs) work with girls because you have that whole sitting down thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that, but that was not successful. But the gluing, (laughs) I didn't ruin anything, but, you know, because you can peel it off, but it just... Was she impressed? uh, She she felt it was a worthy payback. (laughs) Are you a prankster? Uh, no, I don't think I'm that creative. I just think that it's when I'm, when I'm challenged, when I'm challenged. But I mean, I, I don't think I would have come up with that on my own. Once yeah. Sandy threw the gauntlet, then it was time. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. on. Sorry, Alan. Was, I just on. love making fake poop out of bananas. Well, that was again. really good. Yeah. Now she's good. more like Tiny Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened? I'm back. Hi. <laughs> can't hold me down, boys. <laughs> Let's go out on now the boat. Who's that? She is Yar. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's Yar. Yeah. Check nice. you out with the, film, with the film quotes. Boom, no big deal. Yeah. You go. Hell. Did anyone else? Philadelphia Story, Philadelphia Story. Anybody? My favorite movie ever. Really? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, did Helen Hunt prank you? <laughs> Uh, not that I recall. Oh, man. Not that I recall. Too bad. It'd be great to be pranked by Helen Hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh man, that prank, would be prank, my dream come true. Do you make a, Do you make a baby. list of like people I want to be pranked yeah. by? Yeah. <laughs> She's number four, man. <laughs> Helen Hunt. Ooh, that would be crazy. That movie. Uh, that movie was not pleasant. No. No. Why not? not? Um, We're talking about Twister people. Yeah. Um, because mostly we had to stare at a, a big, beautiful, not a cloud in the sky, blue sky, and have Jan de Bont say, the director, it's a big tornado. It's the biggest one you have ever seen. You're going to die. You guys, you got to be more scared. It's a big one. You're going to die. You know? And we were like, ooh, 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 ooh. And then, you know, the, while you're doing it, you're like, I'm an asshole i'm an <laughs> asshole this is like everything that they tried to beat out of me in in drama school i'm doing i'm like mugging and i'm just being like you know not not rooted down in any kind of reality and then when you see the movie and you see how big the effects are you're like oh i could have gone bigger, big bigger. Right. Much, much bigger I he was like, right i could have peed myself and it would have been appropriate you know and um so we had a lot of that and then <laughs> we had um had a lot of that and then um, we were in Oklahoma, uh, and then we were up in Iowa. And the section of the movie that we shot in Iowa was called The Beautiful Farm, which was <laughs> the, end of the end of the movie. And it was this um, old farmhouse on a pig farm that um, was basically gutted, and they, they Hollywooded it up and made it look like a gorgeous, idyllic, you know, yeah. Norman Rockwell farmhouse. And right. they actually took corn and planted it in the gra- fully grown oh, stalks just, like, and just like transplanted decorated? them in the ground. Yeah, yeah. So there's all this corn that was like movie corn. But I mean, <laughs> it was great. I mean, like fields and fields of movie corn. But it was a pig farm. It was a working, it was an operational Pigs pig farm. Mean. And they smell. And um, everything smelled like pig shit. Ooh. And we were in the same clothing all the time because there was no, we were supposed to be grubby and grody mm-hmm. and there was no point in cleaning this clothing. And so we had this amazing stench of, pig shit in our, in our wardrobe and then it would get ground into the carpeting of the um, um, uh, 
our trailers, you know. So, so you, you sort of couldn't get away from the picture. You could not get away from the smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was fun. Yeah, that was that was amusing. <laughs> I'm sorry, the dog shit story was better. Yeah, and that was uh, that was early Phil Hoffman too. Yes, yeah. It's yeah. funny Phil when you go back and you watch that movie and you're like, oh my god, look at all these people I forgot yeah. were in this oh, yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah, and that well. was like that was Jan's first directing gig, right? Because he had he was cinematographer on Speed. No, he was actually uh, Speed was his first directing. Okay, that's gig. right. Yeah. Speed was first, and, and he, then, yeah, he'd okay. been a uh, cinematographer for years for Paul Verhoeven and lots of different people. And Speed was really fun because we got to use the 105 freeway before it was open to the public. Oh, nice. weird! So I didn't know that. It was our playground. Oh my that's gosh! Awesome. How yeah, it was really neat. And um, uh, how came, does that work out? Like, who's, who made that decision? Was it supposed to be open sooner and then Hollywood says, hey, do you mind? Or um, I think, uh, I don't know. That was I don't know what's question. involved, Sorry. like money-wise or, or, or I don't know an if contributions are made to certain people's campaigns or I don't know how that works. But 20th Century Fox went to the city of Los Angeles and said, listen, we'd like to do this movie. That's um, so nuts. There's this freeway you have that's nearly complete, but it won't be open until such and such time. I, I don't know how Just it went. Just a playground, then. Yeah, yeah. It wow. was ours. It was ours. How much? The whole thing, basically? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we, it seemed like we were way out by a little airport, and I can't remember where that was. A little teeny airport. And we had the run of it all the way to, you know, to LAX. Wow. wow. They came up with a bunch of neat things, too. We had, I think there were like a dozen different buses. There was one um, that they called the Pope Mobile, <laughs> and uh, the Pope Mobile was actually drivable from the roof. They had a stunt man, a stunt driver oh. up there, and, and he sat up there and he actually operated the bus. And um, Sandy had like a chimpanzee wheel that you know she could do <laughs> didn't matter. Didn't matter. <laughs> and on the front of it, uh, the windshield was gone, and on the front of it, a cage was built that was covered in plexiglass so the wind wouldn't blow. Uh, on anybody and they had like three cameras running in there and they had all those close-ups of sandy and and keanu up at the front you know and hawthorne james who played the driver who got shot and all that stuff you know and so there was that one and then there was another one that um uh had another dummy uh steering wheel for sandy except there was no uh cage on the front but it was driven from the roof there was um, another one that was the stunt bus that the guy actually jumped. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a bunch of different buses. And then they did really clever things. The handrails, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. They turned it into a dolly track. So neat. Right? Yeah. So the handrail is uh, usually, it's got a bracket from the bottom and one from the top. They removed the top bracket and reinforced the bottom one. And they had, and they built a little dolly. That ran along that. That's so cool. And they would hang cameras from it with bungee cords. So they oh. could go whipping down to the back of the bus and turn around and, you know, wow. catch people's reactions. That's rec- awesome. Yeah. There was really, really inventive and clever. Yeah. It was fun to work on. Did you do any driving on the empty highway? Like, did you guys have any on what? Races, races or anything on the highway? I'm just thinking an empty highway. Like, no. after hours, let's just No, no I mean, I remember, I remember they put us on a bus during rehearsal, and they said, just so you feel what this is going to be like, we want to do some movement. You know, it's not going to be too radical, but uh, we just want you to have some movement. And um, the, the stunt driver did some kind of, like, S-curve S kind of, you know, evasive maneuver. And Keanu and I were sitting in the back uh, of the bus... And he's like motorcycle boy and like danger boy and all that stuff. So right. I think he really digs that stuff. But yeah. 
Um, I it woke me up a little bit, you know. And I looked at Keanu, and he was like, squirrely. <laughs> you know, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good way to describe there it. There we go. Yeah. So that was fun. Have you seen the sad Keanu things on the internet? No, I don't know anything. Oh, have you? Cole? No. So no there's, there are about. these pictures recently, not that long ago, taken of Keanu Reeves on a um, park bench, like feeding pigeons. This piece of bread, and he looks so sad in the picture. It's just like paparazzi photos, but it's like a very sad picture. And now there's this whole sad Keanu movement that they're taking that picture and putting him like in front of the Eiffel Tower or with <laughs> monsters. It's like... And it's so just it's like, like Flat Stanley? It's yeah, like the exactly. thing that the, the, right. the school kids do? But it's sad Keanu. And he apparently commented on it recently. He thinks it's great. He's yeah, like, yeah. I don't pay much attention to the internet, but that's awesome if people are having fun with it. <laughs> well, you should go to my site because I'm about to put up my Eric Stoltz project. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, because it's the 25th anniversary of, uh, of Back to the Future, and yeah. they just put the footage out of Eric in the role of Marty McFly that he got replaced by, by Michael on. Um, so we just did this for a bit at a show. I was at where I was like, "Oh, Eric's been replaced on so many movies. A lot of people don't know this." And we just photoshopped Eric Stoltz <laughs> into all these roles and all these movies, like him as the twins in The Shining, nice. Um, him in Children of a Lesser God in the Marley Matlin role, uh, him as all the clumps, things like that. Yeah, nice. So I just oh, have all I these photoshopped. Like I was like, "Well, I don't want to just do them for one show. So I'm going to keep doing more and make it like the Eric Stoltz project and do all these pictures of Eric Stoltz." You in should put him as roles. Sad Keanu before Keanu was Sad Keanu. Oh yeah, there nice. you go. He it's got pretty deep. Sad but... Keanu replaced. <laughs> Sad Stoltz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice. Oh, what we said? I love Eric Stoltz. I think he's a great actor. Yeah, yeah. just the funny premise of yeah. that. Um, so you did you did one of my favorite movies growing up, which is Young Guns 2. Okay. Um, just because I'm a big Western nut. I always yeah. was, um, which my wife can't understand why I like Western. She's like, it's the same movie every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody goes to the West. They try to tame the West. They don't tame the West. There's gunfights. It's over. And I'm like, oh, yeah, kind of. forgetting a saloon. Uh, <laughs> a lot deeper. And, you know, I recognize now that it's maybe not the greatest film in the history of filmmaking, but it's entertaining. It's yeah. got a fantastic cast and, you know, it's, yeah. it's shot neatly and it's got John Bon Jovi music in it, <laughs> which, you know, screams Old West to me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, that's what I, I felt that way too. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was it like filming that thing? Was it was it fun? Yeah, it, it was really fun. I um, I had never ridden horses before. I think I'd been on a, a horse when I was about eight years old, nine years old, or something. And um, you know, I didn't say anything about it. And, and the uh, <laughs> the, uh, um, the the director is a guy named Jeff Murphy from New Zealand. He didn't you know he didn't say. Nobody said, "Look, can you ride?" Because that's you know. Important. <laughs> it's going to happen a lot. And uh, I think I said after I got the part, I said, you know, I, I, I haven't spent really any time on a horse. And I said, that's not a problem. We're going to have rehearsal. And so north of town here, there's a wonderful guy named Jack Lilly, who's uh, an old cowboy? time. Yeah, he's an old time uh, cowboy stuntman. And he's got a place out, I don't know, Canyon Country somewhere. And uh, I went up there and had... Uh, driving lessons, uh, driving lessons, uh, uh, riding lessons. City and, boy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, um, uh, he's, he's a really good guy. And both of his kids, uh, Clint and Berkey. Oh, Berkey's a great name. That's a great name. Berkey. Giddy up, Berkey. Berkey's great. Berkey was my double. And Berkey, <laughs> Berkey is like 6'3 and strapping, you know? So it's like anytime that I got double, I was like, I look really <laughs> look good. Look at me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was amusing. We we had uh, uh, rehearsal in, where were we first? We were in Tucson. And uh, there was this horse that was um, in car uh, in cowboy parlance was a rank prick oh. and uh they said that horse is a rank prick <laughs> and um good uh 
something set him off about his bridle, and he started bucking me real hard. <gasps> and like you say, city boy, never been on a horse. Yeah. They said I made the rodeo because they said I hung on for eight seconds. Oh. But then um, I lost one of my stirrups, and I hit the ground real hard. And it, it was not it was not pleasant. It was not pleasant. And, Did um, you do damage to your body? No, I was younger then, so it didn't really matter. I mean, I'm probably that's why I'm, I'm going to physical therapy yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> to uh, strengthen my VMO. Um, it's something in your leg. It's, uh, yeah, just so you know. Um, uh, and then they gave me this horse named Bear. Jack Lilly said, I'm going to give you old Bear. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Bear was a, a, a pretty docile horse. But he didn't like guns. <laughs> oh, no. And that's not a good thing in a, in a, in a, a Western, Western yeah. horse, uh, <laughs> you know, a Western Western movie horse. Um, so I actually have this on videotape. I have two takes, one take that did not go well and then one take where we got it right. And so there's a sequence where we're running downhill and, and the guys are after us and, and they're shooting at us. And Lou Diamond Phillips actually takes a bullet and he like falls down. Right, and then I'm supposed to get up on Bear and wheel him around, and then uh, Lou is supposed to grab onto the side of my horse, and I drag him out of frame. Well, like I said, Bear didn't like the guns, <laughs> and so they put big wads of cotton in Bear's ears. And so you see us running down the hill, action, guns are going off. You see me running down the hill, and you can hear me, body mic, you can hear me saying, Easy, Bear. Okay, Bear. It's okay, Bear. And Bear is shaking his head like crazy, and he's like jumping. You know, every time a gun goes off, he's like, he's like, what? You know, what the fuck is that? I don't like guns. I don't like guns, goddammit. And then he's shaking his head, and like the cotton's coming out of his ears. Oh, no. And I get, he was tied to a bush, and I untie him. I got my foot up in the stirrup and my hand on the horn, and he did a real quick 360, and I went absolutely upside down with my feet in the air. And then I fell off over the other side of Bear on my ass. Oh, you know, Berkey, where were hard, you? Way, yeah. <laughs> Berkey was doing second unit. <laughs> and uh, so I got dumped really hard. And then uh, we went back and we did it again and we got it right. And so I have that, I have that on videotape to show my kids. Because my, my daughter, <laughs> my eldest daughter now, uh, Emma, is a musical theater kid and she's in New York. But I, I have it for my kids just to say... This really is show business in a nutshell. <laughs> this is this is pretty much it. You know, just so you know, just sometimes it goes really well and sometimes it does not. Sometimes the cotton <laughs> falls out and, and you get dumped on your ass. <laughs> yeah. And Bear only did like Jane Austen movies after that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just slowly walking into frame right. yeah, while they're all having tea. That's some pretty badass stuff you've had to pretend to do. Yeah, between but not- Twister and Speed and horses. I mean, yeah. that's pretty Yeah, well, intense. he also had to command the Starship oh, Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. whole galaxy. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Was that pretty... your hands? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that a phrase? <laughs> I walked onto the, uh, you know, they sent me the, the the sides over for that audition. They said, you want to audition for a Star Trek movie? And I, yeah, you know, I'm always looking for a, a job. That's, <laughs> that's, you know, acting is the out-of-work business. You're yeah. always looking for a job. So, yep. yeah, sure. And so they send the sides over, and I'm like, I thought I was going to be like a broccoli-headed, you know, <laughs> cauliflower man from some distant galaxy or something. And I said, which, what part, what part? And um, Harriman. And, you know, I mean, I like me, but whenever I <laughs> shave, I look in the mirror and I don't, I don't always say Starship Commander. That's not <laughs> what I, I, it pops out of my mouth when I, I look at me. Hey. But I was like, you know, all right. And so uh, I went in and I, I got that and... I show up for uh, 
rehearsal, and I walk onto the set, and the first thing I saw was that enormous chair. And the great thing about it was that I thought to myself, how the hell am I going to fill up that chair? You know? All that booty. Yeah, I just, I got <laughs> you know? I, I mean, it's like a big commanding chair. How am I going to be big and commanding? And, and then the beauty of it was that the character really was not. Right. So it didn't matter. And just as I'm looking at that chair and thinking, how the hell am I going to deal with this? Shatner walks across the set and, you know, where the front screen is, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, that's just open because obviously that's all put in. Wait. Yeah, wait, wait, wait a minute. There's a spaceship. <laughs> it's the Enterprise. Um, he walks across that opening and then, you know, there he is, you know, Shatner. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> you know, which actually worked. It all worked, you know, for the character. Because when I was a boy, I loved that show and they were sort of my boyhood idols, you know, when I was like 10. So it all, worked, it all worked out. Yeah. Did you get to keep the outfit? No, no, and Aww. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Oh. Did, didn't like the collar. <laughs> Annoying <laughs> collar. Yeah. Itchy collar. How many times have I heard that? Yeah. Gosh. Because <laughs> there's always that thing with, between Trekkers, uh, which is like, you know, oh, who's your favorite Enterprise captain? Is it Kirk or is it Picard? It's Picard. Oh, it's Kirk. And then this whole thing always going on. And I was just because I always just like to be contrary. I was like, I like Harriman. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking to? Harriman? <laughs> 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 <Exactly>. Crash. <laughs> yeah. I like Harriman, you know. I mean, he's he he never he he should have been in politics. I think that's what it was. They ne- they didn't provide any backstory, but I thought, well, he must come from a politically connected family because you know he's he probably wasn't the first choice or the obvious choice to command this brand new enterprise. And it's like it's easy, John. You just have to take the enterprise out like around Pluto, uh, and you know there's going to be media, and you'll bring it back, and then you can run for governor. Smile for pictures. Yeah, and yeah. you can run for it's, governor. Yeah. You, know? you did your homework, it's literally mister. The kiss, the well, that's what I made up. That's what I made up just to sort of ease myself <laughs> yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. I mean, it's basically set up for him to come and and then get Shatner killed, basically. Pretty, pretty much. Uh, yeah. And I which, feel good about that. Yeah. You, go. <laughs> you know what's funny is I guess Malcolm McDowell, who played Soren in the movie, got actual death threats from hardcore Star Trek fans for killing Kirk. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, I've been to a few. Um, I've been to a few uh, Star Trek conventions since then, and you know, I mean, people, God love them, they they come up and they say, "How the hell did a dick like you ever get his hands on an Enterprise B?" <laughs> and it's like, um, you can leave. You can leave my table now. You can Goodbye. you can walk away because I don't want to talk to you. Well, I came from a political family, yeah. actually. Actually, yeah. I was going to run for governor. I was going to run for governor, and it was just, it was a publicity run. That would be yeah. weird to counter those super fans with your own, like, huge backstory, you know? Or are we allowed to say anything we want on this podcast? Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, good. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, that's what I think is funny, is, like, it's fans of, especially fans of culty things or things that, you know, sci-fi things, things like that, like, are so engrossed in the mythology of it that they forget that the people that play these characters are actors. That, yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't write it. I, you know, it's yeah. just, it's the kind of thing where, like, I can tell you what was in my script and what <laughs> I said on the screen, but I honestly don't know his entire backstory or, you know, yeah. all sorts of stuff. And it's just amazing to me how... They use their opportunity sometimes to ask these things. Not about like, you know, oh, was it fun filming or whatever, but literally like, um, do you think that Harriman um, was, got good grades at Starfleet Academy or do you th- – you know, like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Sure. Sure thing. He got great grades. Great marks. He had so many girlfriends. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Chicks dug him. <laughs> Just FYI. Yeah. There apparently was a, a Star Trek sort of Bible um, – 
that uh, I don't know if Roddenberry started it, and uh, I don't know where it is. But when I when I was working on that, Rick Berman, who was sort of you know the successor, sort of Roddenberry's mm-hmm. successor, <laughs> said we should get you one of those things because it was really sort of like a guide to the Star Trek universe. You know, like what what all the technology was about. You know, I mean theoretically. Yeah. And so, I mean, if if those things are still around somewhere, I mean, I'm sure that the the diehard fans would just lose their minds. Have probably. you seen that um, that documentary, the Trekkies documentary? I actually have never seen it, but yeah, it's but really I've been good. to some conventions and uh, I, I think I've lived through it. <laughs> I think I've <laughs> seen it. Front it's really, yeah, it's really, <laughs> it's really hilariously funny. Like it's yeah. just really funny because it yeah. picks to follow a couple people around that are just so kooky and weird that it's just hilarious. What I love about it is that it's a really democratic. Um, Egalitarian is that the proper? Sure. Yeah, it, it really is a, like uh, an all-encompassing. All uh, everybody is welcome because yeah. Yeah. I mean there are people that are PhDs in or, or you know or, or uh, physicians or I mean like engineers. I mean really yeah. really bright uh, accomplished people, and then are people that are like basically like homeless yeah. people and everything in between, and they're all on the level playing field. When it comes to Star, Star Trek. Trek, you know their love for that yep. and sci-fi. So I think it's I think it's actually a very sweet. It's a sort of a sweet world, you know. It really is. Well, I, mean, I mean, and honestly, like nutty. people are yeah. so passionate about. It. I mean, that's how that fan film happened, right? The the, the kind of that yeah. followed Harriman was it started out of like fan roots or whatever. Yeah, and that's pretty amazing that that kind of thing yeah. can get done. You know, just from the fans demanding it. You know, yeah, that guy uh, James. They, they did the fan films up in right. upstate New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, he has this old warehouse that was um, a car dealership. It's about as far north as you can be in New York State and not be in Canada. I mean, it is way up there. And he is an Elvis impersonator and apparently a very good one. And I'm, I'm sorry, I, I can't remember his last name right now. We'll look him but up. That you should do it and insert it here. His name is James Tolly. And um, <laughs> he's. Uh, um, an Elvis impersonator, and he doesn't work like Vegas or uh, Atlantic City, but he works like you know, like Memphis, Biloxi, Mississippi, different places. And he's made a really, you know, nice amount of money doing it. And he's poured it all into uh, a two-scale, beautiful Star Trek Enterprise bridge set that's Whoa. in way upstate New York and uh, that's where we shot um, Of Gods and Men. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do you think he has like after hours parties in his Elvis costume? Like if Elvis was aboard this is like a kind of a <laughs> fanfic mashup? Well there might be I, you know I don't know. We could like you could him. get married by Elvis at the Starship Inter- Do you think he has weddings there? I'm asking <laughs> you a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't <laughs> I don't know but but um, we can find that's out. That's a good yeah. idea right? Yeah. Maybe you should cut out this whole portion of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> say, this is where Alan just had a major brain fart, and the uh, just gone way off the rails. Yeah, we went off the rails. <laughs> well, let's let's do first. Okay, yeah, let's go into that. Okay, um, all right. So every podcast we have a different first question. The one for you is: What was the first play you can remember ever acting in as a kid? Or well, a- actually, in um, in the sixth grade in the classroom, I played Ichabod Crane. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. And my sister had been in plays before me uh, at the high school. She was actually in high school at that time. And so I watched her do it, and I thought I could do it. And so, you know, I just put on some kind of nasally little voice, you know, to play Ichabod Crane. And so then 
I got a good response there in the classroom, and so I kind of put that in my hip pocket, and I saved it until high school. Can we hear your Ichabod prank? I don't think I'm going to go there right now, but anyway, it was really good. <laughs> Just FYI, it I was I wowed awesome. the sixth graders. So you got bitten by the bug then, kind of? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't do anything again until the ninth grade, and then I, I played an FBI agent in a musical called Plenty of Money. <laughs> yeah, school had some interesting things going yeah, on. Yeah, and we, we had a, a song. There were about a half a dozen of us guys that had this song called J. Edgar Hoover of the FBI. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, and we were basically um, professing our undying love and devotion to J. Edgar Hoover, which knowing what we now know about J. Edgar Hoover yeah. is, is, was kind of ahead of its time. Wow. That's true. I think so. You were really... Yeah, a pioneer. Yeah. yeah, I worked at a video store for a bunch of years, and there was like a 1978 TV movie version of Legend of Sleepy Hollow with uh, with Jeff Goldblum in it. Oh yeah, and uh, it was put out by some crappy like company, and they totally misspelled his name on the front, so it just said uh, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, starring Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> nice. All right, Jeff do you Goldblum. Have, do you, is that in your possession? It's not. It's, I wish it was. Oh, it shoot. was back oh, in the day. Cause good. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, Goldblum. Uh, Jeff Boldblum played um, a killer rapist in Death Wish. Oh. oh I think yeah. it was one of his first gigs. He played a bad boy killer rapist who uh, rapes and kills, uh, or I think she just died of her trauma, uh, Charles Bronson's wife in Death Wish. And that's Whoa. what sets Charles Bronson off. Yikes. Yeah. Dark turn. Dark, dark, dark turn. turn at the beginning Ooh. of uh, oh, Jeff's career. career. <laughs> yeah. He'll forever be bold bloom to me. Maybe he, maybe he was bold bloom and then he changed <laughs> yeah, after he, that. <laughs> to, into his good guy persona. That's right. As gold bloom. <laughs> maybe. Go gold bloom. Alter ego. Vessel, what was your first play? Um, the first thing I remember being in was in upstate New York as a young kid. There was like a summer arts program that I was in and we were going to write and perform a play. And it was called The Mystery of the Lump. And, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what was the mystery of the lump? I can't remember now. Oh, no. Because it it's was so too mysterious. mysterious. There was a lump under uh, something in the carpet the whole time. And um, Okay, good. It was in a carpet. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was under my dress. Um, it was a good, a really good show. I got to wear a funny hat. And Always I, good. I got bit by the bug with that hat. I'll yeah. tell you what. And Funny it was ass. written by a young M. Night Shyamalan. Had a big twist in the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah. I was the lump. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me it was um, it was either, I can't remember which was first, it was either I was a narrator in Cinderella because oh. I needed a narrator. People nice. couldn't follow it. <laughs> uh, and then I also played Milo in the Phantom Tollbooth. Oh, do you mean in Milo and Otis? No. (laughs) (laughs) Phantom Tollbooth is like the best book ever. It is a pretty great book. Oh, it's so clever. Yeah. So funny. Good for you. Way to go, Those are nice credits. Yeah. (laughs) It's no mystery of the lump, but... Yeah, but but right up there. Bad guys in the FBI? Yeah, I don't know. Ichabod Crane and FBI guy. I like it. I mean, yeah. I, did, I did audition for Mystery of the Lump off-off Broadway. Oh. I didn't, I didn't get, you weren't what they were looking for? No, no. 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 They went another enough. way. Yeah. They went another way with it. I understand that. You know, yeah. it's, it's okay. It's some been complex there. material. Yeah. Yeah. So. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's do my questions. Yeah. So I'm going to give you five questions about some of the projects you've worked on. These are Cole's questions. These are Cole's Here questions. Here we go. Here we go. And Vanessa will give you clues. Yep. Uh, question one. You played Cameron Fry in the teen classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Did I? Who directed it? Uh, Just no. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> They're not that easy. Uh, when Ferris, Cameron, and Sloan visit the museum, what is the name of the famous painting that Cameron admires? Uh, isn't it Sunday in the Park with George? Sunday afternoon on the island of Gra- uh, Grand Jete. Oh, okay. Sure. Same, Very, same guy. Yeah. Same piece, yeah. Good job. Good, good. That was good. Thanks. There you go. 
Uh, question two. You played Henry William French in the Brat Pack Western sequel, Young Guns 2. Yeah. Henry wants a uh, nickname but refuses the one Billy eventually offers him. What was it? Buckshot George. There <laughs> it is. It's a good name. It's a good name. Uh, all right, question three. <laughs> You played Enterprise Captain John Harriman in Star Trek Generations. In the ill-fated voyage at the beginning of the film, the Enterprise wasn't completed, as was missing what key component, component which doesn't arrive until Tuesday. Tractor beams. There you go. You're good. Three for three. Wow. Good job. <laughs> there's, there's a couple. Little cells <laughs> left up here. A few. Question four. You played renegade dentist Roland on an excellent oh. episode of Justified. Uh, during his escape, he swaps cars with Mr. Jones, played by what veteran actor? Clarence Williams the third. There you go. Boom, From the boom, Mod Squad. Uh, great show, by the way. I love Justified. I do too. Really yeah. good writing. Uh, question five. That's gonna be on that's all I'm gonna have on my reel from now on is um, I'm gonna put that scene, the tooth extraction scene from Justified. At the beginning that yeah. I did. Intimidate them. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna uh, I'm gonna put that scene and then I'm gonna put um, like black background, white letters, Alan Ruck. Hire him or he'll yank your teeth out. Oh, that's <laughs> what do you think? Good. I think that's yeah. good. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. That's People all. respond well to threats. Uh, you know, it's a tough town. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, question five. Uh, you played Stuart in the Fast and Funny sitcom Spin City. In one episode, Stuart and Carter go to a Rangers hockey game, and Stuart is the only one in the stands wearing what? Oh, it had to be um, um, a Red Wings jersey. Indeed it was, yeah. as a nod to Cameron. Yeah. Good job. Talk about like, one of the best all-time costumes to wear in a movie, by the way. At the time, I didn't think so, but yeah, now it... Oh, yeah. no? No, I just thought I looked like you know a major dork. You know, I was like dork. Because I, I like Matthew's jacket. I was like, his cool jacket. You know, and he's like, like got nice pants and cool jacket. And I'm sorry. Because I'm, I'm actually from Michigan, so I'm a big Red Wings fan. Yeah. And like, you know, I've got a couple jerseys and stuff like that, too. And you do feel kind of like a weirdo when you wear it out if you're not going to a game. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. that kind of weirdness of like, oh, why are you wearing that Michigan jersey? is kind of like Canada. Michigan is cold. It's really close, yeah. Friendly. Well, yeah, yeah. Well into um, the springtime. It's, it's a chilly place to live. It's really cold. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Yeah. And they are nuts about their hockey there. Yeah. Hockey Town USA, they call it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Did they call it that? Yeah. Hockey, hockey Town, Town USA? Mm-hmm. Hockey Town. I could yep. come up with a better name than that, I think. Okay, and you get to wear, on to my question. And it was Gordie Howe, too. So, yeah. you know, out of all players, that, was, that one's awesome. That was the one. Yeah. Indeed. Well, have you ever met the Olsen twins? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. Um, <laughs> she asked that every... Just to clarify. Uh, and then where would you go if I had said yes? Where whoa, would you go from there? To heaven. Her brain would have exploded. <laughs> I would ascend to heaven, explode. <laughs> and we would have retired the podcast. Uh, we've asked this is, this is the 27th episode, and yeah. she's asked it 26 previous times. Neat. She's out for 26. No now for 27. Can Just you keep hand? going. Yeah. Just We're hoping if they keep asking people that eventually it'll, we'll figure out that they don't actually exist. Yeah. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was interesting. And then I was going to ask you about the straight men's version of Sex in the City. But you already did that. Yeah. Okay, so if you had to remake The Expendables, what would that be like? <laughs> remake it? Wow. Yeah, remake we're doing it. a fast turnaround. You, you wrote that in the fly. Yeah, it's really good, though. It's soft. <laughs> How about like all the Expendable guys and all the Sex in the City girls <gasps> at the same party? Oh, yeah. Ooh, the Expendable Mixer. The Expendable Mixer. <laughs> That'd be yeah. good. I'd Expend watch that. Expend in the city. Yeah. Wow. Who hooks up with who? Expend a sex in the city. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's who hooks up with who. That's, yeah. That's I think the mystery. 
Well, That's the Mickey mystery Rick of the lump. Rick, Mickey Rourke is gross. <laughs> uh, well, what do you mean I get Samantha? Uh, uh, I'm more of a Miranda guy. Well, I can't choose. Who is a Miranda guy? Really? Sly Stallone. That's what I like to know. Look, yeah. Look, no I want Miranda. Miranda. She's complicated. I admire that. <laughs> That's a good Sylvester Stallone. Okay, next. <laughs> if it had been you on the float in Ferris Bueller's, what would you have sang? If you got to pick. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hard hitter. Um... The I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going nowhere in a hurry blues. Whoa. I don't know. Okay. Just, I just, yeah. No? That brought the show to a <laughs> screeching halt. That doesn't sound very happy. That's no, a it's happy all, it's all, it's all right. You know. <laughs> well, I think you should sing that song. What? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> okay. Good shade. Here's a tough one. Ready? I'm so ready. Okay. <laughs> you rear-ended a warlock, and he is pissed. He let you slide on the insurance, but now you must pick between one of these punishments. Ears that are like flat little flesh flaps, so there's no contours and no ear canal. And you can hear, but it's muffled. Or a skin tongue and muffled taste buds. So your tongue just looks I'm like going for taste. the muffled ear flap. I'm going for the muffled yeah? ear flap. Yeah. That was easy for you. Why'd you pick it? Um, I, I just, I, I don't know. You like to taste things? Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, that, that's the bottom line. That, that's, that's as simple there as it gets. I am. That's Let's me. boil it down. Yeah. I would do the tongue thing. I don't want to, I don't want to have flat ears. If you think about the way that would look, whoa. Like Mr. Potato but look, Head. But see, now you have, you have the girl's advantage of being able to hide your ears yeah. with your hair. But if I chose that punishment, that warlike punishment, I wouldn't be able to hide my hair. My so, ears. You didn't say that. It's that wasn't part of the implied. setup. It's uh, always implied. If okay. you skirt around it, it don't count. Buddy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's your last question. It's a tough uh-huh. A wizard appears and grants you the power to stream someone's every thought onto the internet for 48 hours. Whoa. Who do you pick? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Who would you... Hard. Let me just help me out. Who would you pick? I would pick... Mm, yeah. Zach Efron. I just want to know what's going on in there, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Well, I mean, I've said before, he's my comedy hero. I, I, I'd want to hear what Albert Brooks was thinking about. Groucho. Groucho. Groucho that's good. Oh, that's good. good. good or, you know See, what? I you needed some pick, guidance. I needed to get. You could pick maybe uh, some horrible politician you don't like so that everyone would know what a sleazebag they are. You know, you could use. But I think everybody already someone. knows. So. Yeah, I think they're kind of aware of that. Okay. John Boehner. <laughs> Boy, that sounds like a good time. <laughs> let's, let's put his every. Who's going to that website? <laughs> Wow. Boehner tweets. Uh, <laughs> gross. Boehner tweets. <laughs> it, sounds like some nasty, it sounds like some nasty candy. It really does. Boehner tweets. <laughs> Trick or treat. Oh, Boehner tweets. tweets. I'm sorry. The man's name is Boner. <laughs> you know it's Boner, and he's like, it's Boehner. <laughs> you know, like his whole life, he's been like, it's Boehner. <laughs> Just so you know. Just so you know. That's the German pronunciation. It's Boehner. I don't have a silly last name. Yeah. Well, yeah, not yes, good, you not do, Mister. Yes, you do, Mister Boner. Yes, you do. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it. But what does Tiny Catherine Hepburn think about it? Well, I think it's great. <laughs> Definitely Boner, though. <laughs> <laughs> and then she disappears back into a pocket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She like pops up out of his lapel. Like he, she pushes his. It's Boner. <laughs> it's Boner. It's Boner. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I need to consult with my advisor for a moment. <laughs> hey, what do you want? I was having a nap. I was having a dream about a puppy. Maybe. Maybe. Why not? <laughs> Tiny Kevin funny. Hepburn. Puppies funny. Puppies. Yeah. Peas and K's are funny. Peas and K's. Pacoima. We just talked about that. Poughkeepsie. Yep. Pick a pal. Cucamonga. Yeah. 
Yeah. Pikachu. 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 Sure. Yep. Just an angry funny. What was he? A Pokemon? Pikachu was a Pokemon? He was a Pokemon. I'm yeah. glad I never got onto that I like that, that you're overpronouncing train. it, though. <laughs> a Pokemon. Pokemon's fine. Okay, for... my 16-year-old son, he's been playing all those games, like, you know, like Devil May Cry, and then, like, all the, like, what? Call of Duty, like, brrr, kill everybody. And now they're all playing Pikachu again. They're oh, all good. playing Pokemon. Weird. But it's like, yeah, weird. It's like you're 16 and, yeah. And, you don't want to like, kill stuff anymore? You don't want to kill stuff? But they're all onto, like, the, the Pokemon is a is goof. Is Pokemon retro now? Apparently so. Oh, it happens no. way too fast no, for me. Not okay. It's like we're not talking about like swing dancing and big bands. We're talking about already Pokemon, huh? There was this uh, back at the said video store. Um, there was this these little uh, total like weird redheaded kids that would come in hey. all the time. I mean like like Scott Furkus like <laughs> yeah. crazy weird energy. They would come in all the time, but they were also Jewish, and one of them wore a Pokemon yamaka. Pokemaka. And we can, we were mean, so we called him Pikachu. But <laughs> Pikachu. But um, Pokemon Yamaka. Yeah, Pokemon Yamaka. But that's also the time too, because we also sold like this really marks when I worked there that Pogs were really popular oh, yeah. for those kids' toys. But they're like Pokemon Pogs that we sold and Pager chains. Those are the two things we sold on the side. Hey, you nice. can make a lot of money off of that. Yeah, Pager chains. Cha-ching. Did My you ever like rip any up. of that off and like have it be swag for your friends? <laughs> no, that would be kind of weird to you know take pager chains and have them. In Cole's my so jacket. cool. Look what he gave me. <laughs> hey, you guys need a pager chain? Come on, yeah, yeah. I'll give up. Pikachu. Now let's plug something. <laughs> sure, okay. sure. Uh, this is where we say. So your great. wife is on a new AMC show. She's beautiful. She's talented. She's got a new show. Yeah. Um. It's it's. As of this moment, it's entitled The Crime, and um, it'll, it's a new show for AMC, and they do pretty classy stuff. They are so good. Their shows are amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so they've done the pilot, and they go into production right after Thanksgiving, and I guess the show will air sometime in the spring. I'm and um, yeah, it's a crime drama. Um, my wife, Mireille Enos, is in it. She, she's the lead. Uh, Billy Campbell. You know, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He plays the rocketeer. Uh, the rocketeer. He plays a politician, Michelle Forbes, who has been on um, uh, True Blood and, oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. a zillion other things. Yeah, uh, she's in it, and then a, uh, and then a bunch of other fabulous actors. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's it's uh, it's it's beautiful. The pilot is beautiful. The woman who wrote and directed Monster with Charlize uh-huh. Theron, Patty Jenkins, oh, yeah. directed the pilot, and oh, it's wow. it's gorgeous and it's it's. Uh, Heartbreaking and and it's a thriller. All of those AMC shows just feel like movies you never want to end. Like right. you just, oh, they're so good yeah. to watch and so well Satisfying. acted. And, yeah. yeah, classy. So, Keep it classy. And so me, I'm gonna right? be Mr. Mom. Oh, Mama's gonna bring home the bacon. You're gonna make so much applesauce like Diane Keaton. Uh, I don't know. I might. You I, yeah, it'll I be cool. Yeah. You'll be up in the hills. Yeah. Is you know. Yeah, yeah. Fancy, fancy sure. hills house. <laughs> sure. Sure, that sounds sure. great. Making applesauce. I'm just making applesauce for Vespa. Making applesauce in the hills. Pork Honey, chaps. you were at work. Look what I did. <laughs> just some thoughts. Like vats of applesauce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great. That wouldn't be good for the baby. No, Mm-mm. no, no. Not too much. Maybe a little acidic. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe yes. a little bit. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Alan. My pleasure. It's yeah, it was pleasure. great to talk to you. <laughs> I said it big, but I meant it. <laughs> I know. Ooh, I'm so lit up on the inside right now. 
<laughs> You're a flamboyant girl. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> a mystery of the lump is salt. <laughs> ah, the subtle Vanessa Raglan. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. You can follow the podcast at PMC Podcast on Twitter. I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. And uh, you can check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and on iTunes. Yeah. Thanks Boner for tweets. being here, Alan. You bet, you bet. Boner Bye. tweets. <laughs> for life. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening.